Welcome back to Healthy Perspectives, a podcast dedicated to patients, healthcare, innovation, and technology. I'm your host, Kate Rubin. The workplace is changing in profound ways, with more companies pushing themselves further with diversity, inclusion, and equity. On this episode of Healthy Perspectives, I had the pleasure of speaking with Gina Pemberton, the VP Director of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Omnicom Health Group. Listen in as we discuss her role, the importance of a supportive work environment, and how companies with inclusive business values ultimately create better marketing to the people they serve. Let's get started. Gina, it is so fantastic to have you on the podcast. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I'm glad. Um, well, I'd love to start off, uh, you know, getting to know you. I would love to know maybe three unexpected things that somebody that folks might not know about you. Uh, I, I always say people might not know that I'm Canadian, born and raised. Um, my second one is that um, I used to do stand-up comedy. I think that's another thing that people wouldn't expect. Um, I think the third thing would be um, I'm a little bit of a influencer in that uh, in a plus-size influencer for a brand called Eloquy, where I worked with them to um, uh, design a pant for a different type of body. Um, well, mine. And so now there's a pant out there that is called the, that's a Gina fit. So <laughs> you oh can goodness. buy the pant. <laughs> I have a pant. I tell people a lot of times, Oprah doesn't have a pant, but I, <laughs> um, well, thank you for those, um, three fun facts. Uh, always good to kind of break the ice and get to know you. And, um, this episode is going to be about diversity, equity and inclusion. And you are the expert on that. And I think our listeners are likely familiar with the word diversity in the workplace, but I want to maybe talk about defining not only diversity, but equity and inclusion in this sort of workspace. And from here on out, I'm going to be calling it the DE&I space. That's fine. Yes. Approved. Uh, so <laughs> Yeah, so there's an uh, analogy that we often use um, that I think brings it down to kind of layman terms um, for people. So um, let's take a party scenario. So diversity um, is being invited to the party. So making sure everyone's, you know, you're actually getting an invite to the party. Um, inclusion is that, you know, yeah, I'm at the party, right? Um, so you've got a bunch of different people there. Um, but are you being asked to dance? And so that's part of part of it as well. Inclusion is being asked to actually be a part of something, right? To to participate in the party. And then I and then the equity piece is um, am I able to give to the playlist, right? Or do I get to choose any songs from the playlist? Am I part of the DJ crew or not? Um, and I think that is um, really important because I think growing up for me. And I'll put it into a real real life scenario, you know, growing up in Canada, very diverse, but not very diverse in um, a, a lot of other black people. There were definitely a bunch of other um, ethnicities that were in Canada that I grew up with that I think um, I got a great experience for. But so I often would get invited to the party 
not often would I actually get asked to dance, right? So that was kind of part of the part of the piece. And then hardly ever was I asked to be a part of the playlist. So I was in the room, everybody knew who I was and I was part of the 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 group that was there, but I don't think I ever had that 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 those secondary pieces which always made me feel like I wasn't included. And that's kind of probably what drove me to say I really wanted to go to a Black university because I never had that experience. So Yeah, I, I feel like diversity is sort of the foundation and then the furthering sort of those stepping stones being inclusion and equity. Equity seems like more of the decision-making where you really actually get to have a hand in... Yeah what in the case of our work in what goes to print you know what I mean like what actually the creative that's pushed out there exactly do you have a seat at the table exactly yeah that's what it comes down to right are are you may are you able to make you know say your points that that would impact what the final project is or the final product is um in, in any role but do you is your voice able to be heard um at the table 100%. Yeah. So since you start at Omnicom, which I believe was last October, correct me if I'm wrong. That is um, awesome. What have you been working on? Would love to just kind of hear more about the initiatives and projects that you've had a hand in. Yeah, uh, I'd, I'd argue, I, what haven't I been working on? That's how I feel. Fair, um, so, <laughs> so there's been a lot. You know, I started um, late October and I focused in on I'm coming in um, and not kind of putting out a blanket, here's what I think you all should be doing statement, but more um, coming in and learning what's been going on. Um, so I went on a lot of road tours. That's what I, I went on. I called them where I was talking with all of the leaders and all of um, HR business partners to understand what's going on, what 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 they think the gap is, um, what do they think they need from me, um, and then also kind of getting an understanding of how, if people really understood what DEI was, right, and what, what could be a good um, portion of um, the work that I would be doing. Um, and so from there, I, I ended up figuring out that um, there were three key kind of pillars that I thought we, we needed to focus in on. And, um, and they range the gamut. And then I have these key initiatives. So I'll, I'll, I'll talk quickly on the, the three um, pillars, which were um, inclusive programming, uh, providing healthy support, um, and engaging clients. And all of this is part of the strategy that uh, we built here at OHG, which is called Healthy Inclusion, also known as HIGH, um, which is also what um, I often preach um, quite a bit about getting to know people's stories and the way that you can get to know an individual is just maybe by saying hi to them. Um, so the HIGH ties to two things. So I feel we feel pretty witty about this, by the way. Healthy Inclusion, HIGH, get the, get the conversation started as well as um, providing healthy inclusion here at OHG. I love that. So with, in- <laughs> Thanks. And with inclusive programming, it's around kind of connecting it across the board. Because we're a network of agencies, it was important to make sure that we were kind of uh, building that healthy inclusion across the board and not just doing it in silos at different agencies. And then um, also tying it back to Omnicom's Open 2.0 plan. And so then 
healthy support is also where I started learning from a lot of people that they were looking for more guidance and that they just didn't know what it was that they needed to do, be doing, but they would really welcome some more guidance from um, myself or from OHG as it goes across to the agencies. And then um, finally, the last pillars around engaging clients, because the things that I did hear that was quite prevalent is that a lot of our agencies were already doing a lot of work to uh, either showcase um, the health inequities that were out there or making an impact to change those health inequities. And so because of that, I felt like, well, more people should know about this, right? And so that third pillar is around building out um, how do we share that and how do we showcase what all of these different agencies and work groups have been working on for longer than I've been around here, but have already been pushing forward um, uh, with. So that's where the three pillars come from. And then I worked with our learning and development team to create a DEI university. And so what that is, is it's, it consists of um, four modules. And those modules are what I, I came out of that road tour with of saying, this is where people need to learn. So the, the first module was around developing an inclusive mindset. Uh, the second is going on currently right now, and that's unconscious biases of good people. And the next one is anti-racism and why not racist is not enough. And then uh, the final one is diversity and inclusion for people managers. So those four modules are important for the um, DEIU, and we are utilizing that council and the advisory board to help push those across to all the agencies. Because we're not just doing an on-demand look at the videos, as you know, um, um, training, but there's also small group discussions that uh, we're having to make sure that um, people are absorbing the, the information and, and being able to move it forward. Um, and then there's three more initiatives. Um, I'll go through real quick because I feel like people are dying to know. Um, there's develop. <laughs> develop is around um, driving some more of that training that's outside of DEIU, but the training for those individuals that fall into diverse groups um, so that they're getting a little bit more of the focus um, training that we think they need as far as, you know, having a personal presence, et cetera, those kind of things to move things along. And then we have attract, which is all around us looking at how do we do our recruiting processes um, and how do we do that across OHG and making sure that we're utilizing the learnings from Educate um, to, to make sure that we're not bringing bias into interviews um, and also looking at what kind of um, development programs we might be able to create to bring in more talent. And then the last one is expand, which just ties into that piece I talked about as it relates to the um, a health inequity strategy and what, what we've been doing as a, a network to drive that home. Wow. Um, when you said, what am I not doing? I mean, you, you were very, very spot on in that you are doing a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been busy. <laughs> you have been very busy. Um, you talked a bit about the sort of internal processes and projects like inclusive programming, healthy support. I'm curious about the external and sort of the domino effect of, you know, by us in the workplace being able to be more diverse, inclusive, and equitable, 
you had mentioned engaging clients, and I'm also curious about how you think DEI impacts the patients that we serve, perhaps the, the clients as well as the patients. Yeah, that's a great question, and I and I think what happens is it it happens naturally. That's why um, you know healthy inclusion makes so much sense, right? Because once you once we um, start to build that healthy inclusion, it's just going to do nothing but start to make its way into our overall culture across the board, which impacts the clients and patients. So for a client um, and, a, and a patient, you know, you may have a team that's working on a, on a pitch and, um, and their pitch may not think about what, how will this come across to um, an Asian audience, right? Um, and so maybe they're building something that um, directly might impact them or might come off as offensive, but if you don't have a diverse team, right, and you don't have anyone on that team that's Asian or someone that is, you know, thinking about, um, you know, of other cultures, um, you could end up putting out something that's going to be deemed offensive or, you know, you may not get that audience base to grab on for for whatever reason. Well, you know, the, you'll end up finding out the reason, but it's important to have those diverse perspectives on every team because then you have voices of everyone. And But if I think about patients, the thing that I, I believe having healthy inclusion does is it's going to drive our teams to be a lot more compassionate. And I think as people become more compassionate, then they start to think about the bigger picture a little bit more. And, and that leads us down to thinking about patients in a different way. And if you have a better understanding or um, at least a little bit of compassion to understand that, okay, this is how they, they may feel as a, a Black patient, may feel like no one ever listens to me. Uh, I don't ever get the right kind of uh, treatment because everyone assumes um, I, can with, I can withstand pain for longer, whatever the, the assumption is. But the more that we know that as an age, as a, as a network, the more we can build our product to reverse that. Right. Yeah. So whether it is getting more, you know, information or um, trials with with black patients or making sure we're calling that out when we're talking to the clients and being that voice, I think that can be really impactful. And I think the other thing I'll say is that since I've been here, which, you know, it's been whatever amount of months, um, the one thing I did start doing is kind of acknowledging the things that are going on in the world, you know, so if it was good, bad or ugly kind of saying, hey, I understand this is going on. And if you need this, this is where you can go. If you want to learn more, this is where you can go. And here's more resources. And then on top of that, also acknowledging different celebrations as it relates to different cultures and such. And some of the feedback that I've gotten from people is like, in all my years of being here, I've never got, never seen anyone celebrate X or send out anything related to this. And I've gotten notes from people saying, I'm, I've, I'm even having my, my kids read these emails or I'm taking the opportunity to um, take my family through some of the training that we're going through. And so some of it is really, uh, for me, it's super impactful but, and amazing that people are that tied in. But I think you know, the more that we keep doing this, that this healthy inclusion can just keep spreading across everyone we touch. Yeah. So you brought up a couple things, thinking differently, being more compassionate, 
doing the homework and, and the research. And that actually leads me to my next question. You, you kind of answered it in part, but I would love to pick your brain a little bit more on some things that health brands and marketers can do to ensure DE&I in their work, maybe best practices to follow. So you definitely, you know, started to answer that question, but anything else that you uh, care to share would, would be great. I think that, um, you know, one of the things is, like you said, you need to do the homework, right? I think a lot of times some people are working in a silo, right? This is what I need to do. I'm going to get it done. I got to get it done by this due date. I got to do that. I think what we need, I would say, is that people need to slow down and really think about the full impact of what they're working on as it relates to not just, you know, your own work group, but the patients, the cultures, um, you know, you know, some of the disease states or things that we may work, work on may be very specific to one ethnic group. Um, and so I think that if it is, you can't paint the same brush across this ethnic group that you do for one other, right? And, and I think that a lot of times people are like, oh, well, we, we did it for Latinx, so uh, this should work perfect for the Black community or whatever community, because in some people's brains, and, and you're, you're laughing and I'm laughing too, but in some people's heads, that's what they believe. And that's because they're that in a silo of their own lives and their own circle that they're not even thinking about how that could be impactful. So I think um, stepping back, right, and taking a pause to really think about wh who's my audience, who am I impacting is important. Um, doing the homework is falls into that. And then I think the other piece is to really check yourself, as the old rappers uh, used to say, check yourself before you wreck yourself, is uh, check yourself as it relates to bias, right? Because we all have them. And so you may be saying, no, no, it can't possibly be that. But are you saying it because you actually know why? Or is this because you have your own bias? And I think um, that's important. And the um, last piece I'll say is I think that anybody that's working in, in this, in this um, industry works a lot of times in teams. And I think it's important as you're working in a team to set the stage when you start this, you start whatever projects to say, you know, we want to make sure that we're being inclusive, we're letting everyone have a voice, et cetera, um, on the team, and then thinking about everyone else um, as it relates to um, whoever the end user is. Um, because I think a lot of times people kind of forget that. And I think it's important to kind of set the stage to say inclusion, equity, diversity is important in what we're working on as a team. Yeah, that's a great point. We need to have that shift of going from checking a box, broad strokes, um, to just getting more involved, more what's in it for this specific person, this specific audience. Um, so I think that you made some really, really great points. Thanks. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think what I, I, I'm learning is that in healthcare, it's, it's just as much... Um, about race as it is about gender, yeah. right? And how we, how how healthcare treats um, gender, or how the, how they don't treat those that are non-binary, right? And or transgender, or for, you know, or it's still, or queer. Pick pick a one of the letters. LGBTQ plus um, patients um, have a different road um, because everything in our healthcare. Um, is based on two genders, 
where there there couldn't be. So it's the same same thought process as we're starting to work through, you know, doing different communications or, you know, um, projects that we've got to think about this in as opposed to just male and female, but in in everyone. Yeah, there are so many different lenses that we need to sort of put on as we start to think about who we're trying to talk to. Correct. Yeah. I'm curious to get your thoughts on how DE&I has changed over the course of time. In in my eyes, I, I feel like the conversation has really bubbled to the front, which is a great thing. I, I feel like DE&I, maybe even a couple of years ago, you know, there's been this, this shift. So I would love to get your thoughts on that. Yes, definitely. There has definitely been a shift, I think, um, even uh, in a year ago, right? So I think, um, you know, the murder of George Floyd um, really took a, made an impact, I know, to everyone personally, but it also drove a big change in corporate and how they look at um, the treatment and um, looking at how we treat different people based on race, class, et cetera, um, you know, orientations, all of that, abilities, everything. Um, so it brought to the forefront a large need for um, this work because, you know, in the past, I would say there was people that were in some companies that had roles like mine that were there, but the roles were just kind of there to maybe put out a training or two or um, check the box, right. (laughs) To check the box, to say, Oh, we, we, we sponsored this table at this event. Right. Um, Things are changed. have changed. I mean, um, I know I joked before about what am I not working on? It is busy, right? It is now a world where everyone is like, wait, it's like everyone woke up all of a sudden at the same time. And now everyone's like, where, why isn't racism gone yet? <laughs> and all of us in D and I are like, um, <laughs> where you been? It's it's kind of been here for a long time and not gonna happen now because you, you know, all of a sudden, luckily for for us have have woken up. But I think that's where we're at, where there's a lot of um want and focus on how do we move the needle. Um, across the board um, in corporate America. And I think that um, it's great, um, but I think it has to come with everyone understanding that, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and that it's going to take the work of, um, one of the first things I said when I joined here was, I'm not your savior, right? I'm not here to, to, you know, all of a sudden I'm going to fix everything that's wrong with Um, anything that's going on here. But what I am here to do is to drive you down the path so you can figure it out and that I can give you the tools to be able to get there and um, make sure that we're, we're doing the right thing as, as it relates to the different things that could be happening. Um, And so that's, to me is the pathway. That's why for me, inclusion is so important. Healthy inclusion is so important is because I think it, encompasses everything that you really want to have happen um, and and move the needle as a culture. Because as soon as you change that culture, then everyone's going to be thinking about, well, actually, my team isn't as diverse as I thought it was. You know, I might have a really strong um, uh, amount of women on my team, but what I don't have is a lot of ethnic diversity or 
Um, I don't know if anyone on my team might be disabled or not. I need to figure out how do I find some people with different abilities to bring onto my team or making sure I know that people might need those accommodations or not. I don't, as a manager, I may not know because I'm not really focused in on that different areas. And I think the more we start to think about that as individuals, the more it changes the way you hire, it changes the way you think about who goes on for different trainings and development opportunities, who gets promoted, um, all, and which are all things that can impact, you know, start to trickle down, right? So if you start promoting, you know, more people um, of color, then you can change the trajectory of those people's legacy, right? Because they get promoted to a new level, that's a new pay grade, they can then maybe send their kid to a different kind of school, you know, all of these kind of things start to change the the overall trajectory of a, of a person. Yeah, yeah. And I think one important point that you made is by building a more diverse team. One thing that I learned in the training, which has been invaluable to me, is that when somebody who maybe is a minority in the group speaks up and perhaps it's fallen on deaf ears, you as somebody who maybe is a part of the majority or has a more, you know, is seen as perhaps, you know, uh, someone of, of power, um, you need to speak for those people and make sure that their voices are heard and that their contributions are valued. Um, it's, it's about showing that support. Um, because I, I think there are still times where in a, in a meeting, um, Somebody might really want to get a point across, but they might feel scared or it mm. might come out, but it might get lost in the noise. And so we all need to be allies for each other. Yep. In essence, we all need to be allies in the in, in this way where we're asking people to contribute to the pay, playlist. Yeah, exactly. Right? And if And if they're not able to speak up and say, oh, I want to hear um, Katy Perry then they might tell you, I want to hear Katie. I really wish Katy Perry was on. That's an opportunity for someone to say, oh, well, there's someone here that really likes Katy Perry. Right, exactly. And Bringing so it then back, so, yeah. and it brings it back. It makes them feel like they did get an opportunity to contribute and that they were heard. And I think you're right. You're right on the money. It's important for as allies, for all of us, to to make sure everyone's voice is heard and to yeah. make everyone feel like they are contributing. Yeah. And when points and ideas and thoughts are made that they're attributed to the person that made them. Correct. Exactly. Yeah. You have been doing such important work and there's still so much left to be done. I mean, it must feel a little overwhelming at times. I'm curious to get your thoughts on what you think the future of DE&I looks like. I mean, I, it's obviously there's still a lot of work left to be done, but curious to get your, your thoughts on that. You know, the future is kind of unknown. I, I mean, I'll be honest. I think um, we're in such a different place now that it's kind of hard to predict um, where I think I think we're going. Um, here's the direction that I hope that we're going in. And that is that this momentum doesn't end, right? That That we continue down this path where there is, you know, leadership and everyone is bought into the need for this, um, focus on diversity, equity, inclusion, right? Um, and making sure that everyone is feeling like they have a voice, like they matter, 
um, and that we're driving that into culture um, year over year, I think is is going to be the key. And and that's what's going to make those but those businesses that pull that off are going to be the ones that flourish, right? Because they're going to be able to grow. They're going to start to impact their communities because you can't have that kind of healthy inclusion environment and not have people saying, hey, I want to I want to do this project for this, you know, pro bono project for this organization or that organization. You really can, you know, one person at a time can really make a difference. And I think that we, I think a lot, somewhere along the way, we all forgot that. And I think that that's what has been a learning, I think, over the, the last couple of years. I mean, the, the, that murder of George Floyd has, that one man has, driven an entire change in full adults <laughs> and their mindsets and how they look at things or what they see or this awakening that has happened. Um, and I think that um, it's unfortunate, obviously, that it was due to a murder, but that that impact of one person can can continue to happen as we as individuals continue to move that needle. Absolutely. Yeah. From tragedy comes a movement, you know, of, yeah. of, of hope of change. Um, and it's really fantastic that you are at the helm of it here at Omnicom Health Group. Um, Gina, it has been an absolute pleasure. I feel like we could talk all day, <laughs> um, but I want to thank you so much for your, for your time, for your insight and for your work. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, thanks for having me. Workplace DEI helps ensure that all employees are valued, accepted, and have equal access to rewarding career opportunities and growth. It can also mean real change with the work we create and the patients we serve. As always, stay tuned for more updates and perspectives from PMP by following us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and all your other favorite social platforms.